Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Desktop video games podcast here in 2019. As always, let's hope it's a marginally better year. We made it. <laughs> yeah, probably not. As always, I'm dead. And still, as always, there's traffic outside. My roommates are screaming the fuck out of something that's either involving Magic the Gathering or the Nintendo Switch. Both good choices. Not really, because the majority of them play some level of blue. Oh, that's terrible choices for a group duel. Which is actually kind of terrible, because there are fucking two commander decks that I really want to get, and both of them have blue in them. But it's only like fucking tertiary blue at best, so I feel like I'm not too much of a hypocrite if I get them. Is blue bad? I used to play blue, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Blue is dog blue shit. Is the, blue is the best. Um, people who don't like blue or whiners. Blue is the color um, for people who don't like playing the game. Blue is the color for people who like to make sure they actually get to enjoy the game for five minutes instead of just having their faces stomped in by assholes who summon an army. So it sounds like I was making the right choice if I had not decided magic wasn't for me no, 15 years no, ago. Both, you, you and I have the exact opposite opinion of blue. You think blue is what you have blue blue you think blue is what you have to actually enjoy the game? Blue is what you have when you don't want anyone else to enjoy the game. See, after like literally blue was the first when I when I ran my first blue tech, it was the first time I actually felt like I had a chance. Cuz everybody I went against was more experienced and had more cards, but they all ran fucking huge monster or swarm decks. So yeah, it those was decks like, are fine. Those decks are easy to deal with. Was well, not easy not to deal when with when you have no experience and no cards. I have no experience. I have no cards. Like like fucking like like what I enjoy about playing fucking Magic the Gathering is I enjoy casting spells. If I'm playing against someone who has, who has blue, I can't do that. I'm not allowed to do that. I went up. I went up against a motherfucker. Who's running a who's running a red blue is it deck all wizards and shit, and I go to cast a spell he counters it go to cast another spell he counters it he fucking gets a thing on the on the field that is the first spell I cast every turn is countered. See, I've got to say there the guy you're playing against isn't running blue right. No, he is running primary blue. Is it his primary blue? Yeah, but I'm saying he isn't running it right because he's wasting a lot of his spells on what is basically like the mundane bullshit that he doesn't have to worry about. No, this is all shit he has to worry about because it's a lot of like, all right, gaze of granite, destroy everything. Oh, never mind then. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like I yeah, it's like, all right, yeah, so you have telepathy out, which means I play with my hand revealed. I go destroy that, nope, counter it. I know everyone's hand and no one knows mine. That's blue, right? That's that's primary blue. That's blue as hell. That's blue ass blue. Magic the gathering. No, that's fucking bad people. Like like, I'm going to counter that by saying I can kill you turn four with a raw red deck. Yeah, that's that's what red does. Yeah, and what blue does is stops that from happening. Like, okay, I think I think it's a matter of what formats we were playing in, because I'm assuming you were doing like 60. Yeah. Yeah, I'm playing commander. I've never run commander, so I don't actually know anything about it yeah commander is 100 cards no do no copies except for basic lands 40 life and a creature that you're able to summon out that has like they're able to summon out of a special zone that just increases in mana cost every time it dies okay 
And so it's like, all right, go into war strategy and then play a land. And then it's like, all right, yeah, so I counter everything you cast and then get seven more turns. Yeah, no, that's bullshit. That's blue. Like, we, like that's blue in commander. Yes, we know, but we embrace it instead of hiding behind whatever social norm is today. You're a motherfucker on a podcast talking about video games. We should get to talking about video games. There's a magic gathering. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. But, but at least it's not Magic the Gathering. But losers play Magic the Gathering. Dude, save that fucking, yeah. save that fucking, like, bet, like, holier than thou, pushing up your fucking glasses for the LARPers. Hey. The LARP before. At least we get physically active. No, honey. Technically, yes. You don't get to no honey when you're with your diet and, acti- and activity levels. Hey, I will have you know, I walked a block and a half to get poutine today, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you you still don't. You still don't get to see. And it was more like three blocks because the wind, no matter what direction I walk, is blowing directly into my face. <laughs> yeah, you still don't get, you still have no right to be like, no, honey, to anyone who is physically active at all. You, you don't have that right. I always, thought, I always thought about LARPing, but nobody does that around here. And sure, I have. And sure, I have that right, dude. I'm on the internet. Yeah, but I'm gonna scoff at you. And I'll scoff, scoff right back. I'm, I'm gonna, scoff, I'm gonna yaw honey you right back because really, honey, you don't have that right. <laughs> I'm dabbing at you right now, but you can't see it. Did you just say you're dabbing at us? Of course. Yes. The one thing I hate okay, about LARPing is everyone. Everyone always wants to cast me as the fucking barbarian. Just because I'm mother, twice their size. My mother sent me a text last night that had somebody dabbing in it, and I was like, "Why do you know what that is?" She says, "Because because I'm a- no, because internet culture is now so ubiquitous that there's no such thing as like the it meme that parents don't know about." Yeah, there is. It's like, are you Big dabbing chungus. at me? Yes. I said, "Why do you know what dabbing is?" No, no, you're the thing. Like, like those memes are just fucking. Those memes are the mainstream memes. You gotta get to the fucking like deep memes. That's why I said the it meme, not. You gotta like, get. You gotta get down to the fucking big chungus territory. Yes, but most people haven't heard of those. So again, those yeah. aren't the and the it big memes. and the big chungus ain't gonna appear on fucking Ellen. But Dick the birthday boy is. What? Do you know Red Letter Media? No. Yes. It's their YouTube YouTube channel. They make, they're like a YouTube channel and production company. They make movies and also review movies. And they did this one bit a while ago where they found a picture of one of their like guys. His name is Rich Evans, where he was like fucking eight years old. Got a a showtime at showbiz pizza wearing a t-shirt called wearing a t-shirt that said Dick the birthday boy on it. You know, I got to say this. Start the year how you mean to continue it, and I mean to continue it with nonsense conversations that have nothing to do with the topic at hand. We didn't even finish introductions. Hi, I'm Dead. Got Caveman Alex with me. Hi. Hi. It was literally like 10 minutes of you didn't fishing even, yeah, about I was like, you. I was like, well, I don't know. They've started a Magic the Gathering argument. He hasn't even introduced everyone yet. Yeah. Mm. You, this is going to be a while. Yeah. New year, new format. It's not, we're not going to talk about memes. We're talking about memes and magic cards. Yeah, They're and the ultimate how game. Mother, how my mother knows what dabbing is. and Dabbing is actually one of the weirder beginning spots of a meme. 
Because it got started in a fucking mainstream hip hop song. Like dabbing existed before, but then fucking Migos came out with a song called Look at My Dab. And then from there it memed. And like not people doing it as like a joke against the song. They were just I they were just unironically dabbing. And I I have never felt more old than when I saw somebody call the dab a dance move. My immediate reaction was, that's not fucking dancing. Old man. Old mean. Memes are never old. No, I said old man. Oh. It, it, it's like, you know my favorite thing about memes? I'm pretty sure I'm older than all of you. Is that they're, they're like the natural like extent of the inside joke. Yeah. Because <laughs> like sometimes you just look at it and it's like, I don't see why that's funny. And everybody's like, you just don't get it. And that, that's you don't get joke. It. It's so jumbo large. Oh, no, it's it's the weirdest thing. Like like when you fall down the meme rabbit hole, where it, is, it start out and it's just like it's like a joke. It's like yeah, I guess it's kind of funny in a certain way. I don't get it, but they get to the end and it's literally just a word, and I am shitting myself. Well, I mean, I mean, there are inside jokes that are just inside jokes between people. Oh no, like, like yeah, there's that. But like, then, like, but like when the, I meet up with my friends and I talk about romaine lettuce, and they will all crack up, and you don't know why, but I know why, because it's from like a something that happened a decade ago. Oh no, yeah, I, I get I get that, but it's a matter of like I don't know I don't know any context for half of the memes that I fucking love. And I can say that How I How are I, we still talking about this? I don't know, okay? Welcome to the meme cast. <laughs> the anything cast is back in full force, baby. Fucking strap in, Welcome dickbags. Welcome to the meme cast. He's dead meme. So, we fucking Christmas happened. We got presumably some amount of money that was spent on video games. Yay, video games. Let's fucking talk about the video games we goddamn played. Alex, what anime bullshit did you play? Well, unfortunately, my uh, my games did not come out yet. So I had to make do with uh, playing older stuff. So God damn it. I played, I, yes, well, Tales of Vesperia doesn't come out, re-release doesn't come out till tomorrow, and Kingdom Hearts 3 doesn't come out till the end of the month. So I'm still holding my money I got for Christmas to buy them with. Because they weren't out for Christmas either. Oh god! So instead, I, I went back. I went back to my old standard of uh, Mega Man. <laughs> Mega Man, the, Mega uh, Man. Yes. Hey, I played Mega Man a lot as a kid. I have most of the songs memorized, even though they were just eight-bit beats and stuff like that. Yeah, I have, I have the various. So, I have the various whining bleeps and bloops memorized to heart. Yes, that's right. I know all the mans. So I played the... It's a game called Mega Man Powered Up, which is basically just a PSP remake of Mega Man 1. Yeah, I, I played some of that. Yes. It's uh, it's also very <coughs> cartoony and anime-y. Yeah, it's real fucking SD shit. And it's also, in the standards of the new games, they added an, an, an intro stage. And uh, I think there's an intermission stage too. No, I don't think there's, there's no intermission stage. There's, a, there's an intro stage where like you just run around shooting stuff, which is what started in Mega Man X1 and has been the standard since then. But certainly wasn't a thing when Mega Man 1 came out in, I think it was like 87. Yeah, those first few Mega Man games, it would just, all right, hit start. And then it's like, yeah, in the year 20XDX, boy, here's a menu. Here's a menu. Which man do you want to fight? Yes. I will fight Man Man. 
in fact, there there was only six other robot uh, mans in uh, the first game. So to bring it up to standard eight, they added Time Man and Oil Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Oil Man. Oil Man, Oil Man looks kind of like a racist stereotype. Yeah, I was just gonna ask. I was just gonna ask: Is Oil Man one of the very many racist stereotypes? Hey, he's Hold better on. than Lube Man. All right, let's not even get started on Lube Man. I mean, we have hard. I mean, we had we had Wood Man and we had Hard Man. So I mean, it's not like <laughs> it's it's not like uh, he's time to oil up. Let's let's get a pic of him. That just killed here. everything. You should have remained silent so that we could just silently judge dead. <laughs> what? Am I so wrong for wanting a Hakan joke? So that's Oil Man. Yep. That has to be part of the teaser image. <laughs> nope. That is fan art yes. of the actual guy. Oh. No, I meant like part of our teaser image. Oh, yeah. Oil Man will probably be in there. And then there's Time Man, who's just a guy with like alarm clock bells on his head. He's not quite as uh, offensive mm. looking. So our mortal enemy, because he is that which wakes us up. Yes. Yeah, but it's and not really. Another... It's not really his fault that we, we that we have to wake up. Yeah, no, it's your fault. I mean, you could just ignore him. Yeah, you you could have just fucking. You could. I don't have contracts or anything. You could leave whenever you want. But then I'd be betraying my friend. <laughs> well, then fuck you. <laughs> That's an interesting perspective to take on for me, like doing this because <laughs> you're my friend. Okay, Dad. I, I see how it is. I see what my friend. I see what my friendship is worth to you. It's worth approximately one tenth of nine dollars a month. Wait, I'm getting paid. Why wasn't I told this? You're, you'll eventually be getting paid. Eventually, at some point. Possibly. When, once we once we break the once we break the um the Patreon f- threshold that I have set up, and we are paying for the site in its entirety. I, I was making a joke. Like I, I, I remember how the payment system works. With we know how it works. We're just not sure that's ever going to happen, but it's okay. But you, the folks at home, can make it happen. Give Caveman a reason to show up. <laughs> Head over to patreon.com. Okay. I don't need a reason to, to show up. up. I'm friends with you. I'm going to show up. Okay, give Alex a reason to show up. Nah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I passed up my other occasional podcast appearance that I also don't get paid for to come here, so. Hey, come on, support the Patreon, and then someday Alex will be making that sweet, sweet 10 cents a month. Oh, yeah. Just rolling just, in just that. Think how, after, just think of how many games you can buy with that after waiting for, like, several decades. You can maybe buy one. Yeah, after a year, you can afford half a Mars bar. All right. Just hope that fucking convenience store I go to takes PayPal. They probably don't. Well, who knows? It could be the future. There could just be a PayPal card where you just swipe and it takes future. it off. Future. Yeah, you go into the, the far flung. Yeah, you go into the far flung future of of future, and then it's like, and it's like, all right, yeah. So thank you for your purchase. Uh, just put your eye into the fucking needle needle array, and then we'll take the money out of your accounts. <sighs> Oh. <laughs>
So what? Uh, so you've been playing Mega Man. <laughs> so I've been playing. So I've been playing Mega Man. Yeah, before we got into that, playing Mega Man Powered Up, which is a PSP remake of Mega Man One with two new characters in it. And um, also, um, there's a there's a mechanic where if you kill each of the bosses using just regular shots, which is harder than you might think because there's no charge shot in this game. Yep, you're just shooting lemons. Yes, they went back. They went back to the standard of no slide and no charge shot. So, but if you if you defeat them without using a special weapon on them, you get to unlock and play as them. Oh my! Why? That's actually kind of cool. Yes, it is. Oh my! Like that's actually a reward worth. Like I'm actively shocked because usually, like, like there's nothing. Like it's not worth it. It's like you get a special character thingy. Whoa! It's like whoa! No, you, you, you beat him without you beat the guy without using the fucking thing he's weak against, and you can wear a hat. No, nope. yeah, that's usually Ooh. what it is. So, like a whole, like even if it, even though it's just a whole skin change, that's still impressive to me. Oh, it's not a skin change. It's uh, if it's you a beat completely different enti- character. If you beat complete, the entire complete. level without firing a single shot, you unlock big head mode. Oh. I, I think I'm. Get, I'm thinking I'm starting to get it. I think I'm starting to get to where I can mimic Dead Man. Oh, I'm just, it's not perfect yet, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Need to work on the reverb. Yeah. No. So it's, it's, not, it's, it's not. It's not a skin. There's like ent- entirely different. Like you can play the first stage over, where like you're playing as this one guy, and Doctor Wiley's like, "I'm not going to take you and reprogram you because I don't feel like it." <laughs> Fly away, my UFO. <laughs> Wait, seriously? He drew the stage is like, yeah, I could take you over, but I'm lazy. Wiley away! No, it's like he, he's like, I could take you, Alec man, but I get shocked easily. So oh my sorry. god! It's like, I could take you, seriously? but you're too fucking trash. That's great. I actually like, really I could like t- I could take you, cut man, but I have no use for cutting lumber. Oh yeah, there's also a lot of bad puns in this game. <laughs> I have like, no use for trimming my wood. Yeah. Oh, like th- after this is over, remind me to tell you guys about the horrors of trimming wood because I read something and I-, I have to share it just because it scarred me so deeply. How would you trim the wood? You like? I will explain. I, I never heard later. that saying. You will explain. I will explain later. So there's lots of puns. Or- or in Bomb Man's case, he just randomly yells bombs for no reason. Like, when he enters, he's just like, bombs! Okay. Yeah, he's a Pokemon. Okay. No, he can talk regularly. He just, like, when he <laughs> when he enters for his boss intro, it's just like, bombs! Okay, yeah, it, it's a form of Tourette's. You're being right. really insensitive bringing it up. How rude. I think sounds okay. okay. Sounds good. So, so when you, so, yeah, so if you play as another robot character... Then uh, the story acknowledges that you're playing as them. They have different dialogue. In in place of their stage, you place you fight a uh, copy of Mega Man. Except he's so obviously a copy that when he shows up, he's just like, "Yeah, I'm Mega Man," and they're like, "No, you're not. You're obviously an evil <laughs> copy. Get out of here." He's like, "Oh, oh wow! How'd you see? I, how'd you see through me?" I love that snark. I love that snark. He's like, "It is I, Mega Man." Eh, fuck off. Like, you're, you're not. You're not Mega Man. You don't have an annoying female character shouting your name trying to explain the mechanics to you. It's like, 
Don't worry. It's I, Mega. Just slaps him. Slap the helmet off of him. It's like, no, you're not. Go home. You're just some kid in a cosplay. Stop it. Hey, if back he to- plays a different character, um, then you you can only use their special weapon, but you have infinite uses of it. No, that's which awesome. Is, which is awesome, but also can be hard. You know, if you're used to being able to use weaknesses freely, which you can't. Yeah. Although, thankfully, you ne- you'll never have to fight the character that would be healed by that weakness because you're playing as that character. <laughs> So you don't have to worry about like you know you, it's not like where if you lose, use a Lechman's weapon on him it doesn't hurt him because you don't fight a Lechman when you're playing as a Lechman because you are him. Yeah, honestly, that's a good thing because imagine if their way for uh, like oh we're just gonna have like it's another robot named Lechman yeah uh, that's our solution oh shit they can't actually beat this level at all. No, what I would do. No, what I would do with it is um, just like a pressure, like a test your might kind of thing. But you're trying to, you're trying to like, you're trying to like stave off a paradox. <laughs> just, just well, like, actually, yeah, so just like a Lechman walks into the stage, and there's a Lechman, and they both just start screaming. They get nah, to, to mash hard yeah. enough to see if you can keep your fucking processor from melting. That's well, actually one of interesting. The bo- one of the bosses in the Doctor Wily stage like clones you. In the original, he only cloned Mega Man, but. If you're playing as someone else, he will clone them and they'll talk to each other, but they don't have the like, you know, healing mechanic or no damage mechanic from the up because then you'd never be able to win. God damn it. I just Surprise. fucking that just fucking got me thinking about it making a fucking like finding somebody who can make that stuff and then making a fucking hacked Mega Man powered up ROM like fucking Sonic.exe. Where the race you go in, you beat the guy, and then when, and you go, when you like the game is just if you just play the game as Mega Man, it's all fucking fine. But then when you but then if you ever go into a stage of a boss as that boss, they then just both start screaming and it turns into like this really trippy horror sequence. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's like realistic, terrified screaming, and just oh, it just it's just like over, it just starts flashing images of dead people. And then it bricks your hard drive. That's an, okay. That's interesting. That's an interesting solution to that problem. You ever heard of Sonic.exe? Yeah. Um, yes, but I've never played it or know anything about it other than the name. Yeah, it's a stupid creepypasta thing where like you walk, like starts out it's like, hey, it's Sonic going through Green Hill Zone, whatever, but that, and then all of a sudden you just like walk it through, and then all the fucking yeah, and then like the music starts getting really fucked up, and then all the and then all the level turns into fucking meat. They get to the end, and then the game just freezes on image of Sonic's bleeding eyes. Did someone actually make a game about that, or that's just a creepy? Yes, pasta? yeah, it's a thing. That's a real thing. The, there was a creepy pasta, and then someone made a game based off the creepy pasta. And by game, we mean they cribbed one of the levels from Sonic. Yeah, it's a ROM hack. It's not even a very good one. It I guess not. I need to look this up now. No, you really don't. Just be wary of downloading. Yeah, probably maybe not. Well, man, I saw so, and then it, I saw a video of somebody this. fucking running the MEMS virus on their fucking system, and that, that, and that made me terrified. Why would they do that? Just to show you what it was doing. They built a virtual, they, yeah, they built a virtual desktop on their system, and then ran MEMS in it, which is the fucking weirdest goddamn virus because it was made as a joke. But it will severely fuck your shit up. And what's even fucking worse is like, yeah, if you catch it early enough, you can actually stop it from happening. 
but you can't stop the main thing it does, which is if you ever turn off your system and try to turn it back on, you can't. Oh, God. So it breaks your system forever. Well, like not not the hardware, the software. Like it, it replaces the fucking boot up sequence for your for your fucking system, with just a gif of fucking Nancat. That's horrifying. So so if you so if you, so if you turn so if your fucking computer gets infected by MEMS or whatever, and you turn it off, and try to turn it back on, it won't even it won't even attempt to boot Windows. It will just go to the cat. Viruses are fucking scary, people. Yeah, no, I know that. And we're back on memes. Yeah, we're back on memes. So I don't anyway, know how this happened? Um, so Mega Man. Have yes. you played anything other than Mega Man? Mega Man. Well, well I'm not quite done yet. <laughs> not quite. I'm not. There's, there's there's two more things I have to add. Okay. One is that if you beat one is that if you beat Doctor Wily using the robot that he rejected taking in the intro stage, he's like, oh no, I should have taken you. Curses. Really? I wonder what would have happened in an alternate place when I decided to take all of you. No, see, like, they actually missed a beat there. They should have had you beat Dr. Wily, and then, like, he's laying there defeated, and then he looks up, smiles, pushes a button, and then a cage drops down. You have proven me wrong, robots. I suppose I will add you to my army. His army is and already then, destroyed at that point. Yeah, he blew well, his no, no, arm. No. I have a new army starting with you. Bye, I'm dead. It, like, no, that's like that's the thing. They can use it like, and this is how he collected each of his robots. They missed a beat. Well, how I would have done it, because I'm fucking stupid. Uh, yeah, kill, beat Doctor Wiley, then take his place and become the new leader of the robots. Eh. They're all dead, though. Yes, you lead their corpses. You revive them all as you. I mean that. W- I mean that would have been a good cliffhanger, but they never made Mega Man powered up too because it didn't sell very well. Apparently, well, yeah, it was a PSP mm-hmm. game. So, oh, yes, speaking speaking of PSP, like there were, so four, I think there were yeah. like four PSP games that were like, yeah, this sold really well, and they were like launch games because this is so before people there, knew the PSP was a piece of shit. There's also DLC characters you could play as, like Proto Man, who wouldn't be introduced for another couple games, and also you can play his role for some reason in a various. And various outfits. Who her main attack is hitting things with a broom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is progressive. But that's DLC, and I'm pretty sure it doesn't support the PSP anymore in the PlayStation Network. So those are gone forever. No, I, I think I think they still. I think I think that's still stuff still up there. Let me check. Does it? I am checking right now. Actually, don't tell him yes because then he'll pay for them. It's fine. We need to save him. It is our duty as friends. It's fine. He says it's fine. (sighs) Would you be interested in playing his role in beating people off with your broom? I mean, (laughs) no, I said what I meant. I said what I meant. I'm not taking that back. Uh, yeah, so the only things for sale on the uh, on the Sony play on the PlayStation Store involving, involving Mega Man powered up is uh, avatars. Oh, I guess I took them down. Ah, uh, well. And the game and the game is also disc only. You, yeah, you can't you, you, you can't download it. You, you can't download it. It is disc only. Don't think you ever could. 
or maybe you could have found uh, well whatever i well, i mean i've I well i guess fuck the mega man Mega-Man fans who on the psp go yeah pretty much who would buy a psp go someone i knew in university had a psp go i was like why would why would i want to play get a system that can't actually hold any games so i have to download everything <laughs> that sounds like a terrible idea and then literally every console is like yeah just download everything you're like yeah you can buy a disc but like fuck you i mean you can't yeah but i boy you could do the same thing with the regular psp but it's like but you could also put a physical game in there if, if you so choose which means is that you could slap like a umd years, up in it and, there, and there's 10 years when there's they're no longer supporting that stuff online the thing isn't a useless like paperweight Oh hey, so hey, like fun fact, they are selling Mega Man X. They are selling Mega Man Powered Up at a reasonable price on Amazon. Well, you gonna get it? No, why would, I, got, I'm not gonna still have it. Do you even still have a PSP? No, I had one PSP, dropped it and made, made the screen all fucked up. So I sold it to somebody else, bought a new PSP, and then sold that one. I remember like. I remember, like, there was a group who all had uh, hacked PSPs so that they could run the Japanese versions of Monster Hunter because Japan got them sooner than we did in America. Why would you need to hack it? It was region free. Uh, I have no idea. But, like, Uh, getting access to the Japanese PlayStation Store to get it early? Yeah, that's what it was. Maybe Maybe that could be it. I don't know. I just know that PSP was region free because I took many Japanese UMDs and put them in there and it worked fine. Fucking the UMD, man. The universal media disc. Yeah, that didn't work so well. (laughs) It wasn't so universal. (laughs) Oh, God. That was that was such a weird fucking situation. Walking into a fucking game store and then seeing, like, all right, so we got all these games and like we got like seven movies that are on UMD, and no one ever used it again. And no one ever used it, yeah. Because why would you want to? Why would you want to watch a movie and like strain your eyes out watching it on your PSP? Well, the idea was that like it would be become the universal like format it's what sony did they made proprietary technology and expected it to be the biggest biggest thing ever i think they were wrong of course no they were they were completely wrong um but they didn't anticipate being wrong which is why we get so many amazing sony products yeah hey you guys record this on your sony vio laptop on what Exactly. Oh, excuse me. I'm receiving a call on my Sony Ericsson telephone. Yeah. Also, you say you say like, "Hey, nobody, nobody wants to turn their eyes like that." We now have phones, and everyone watches Netflix on their phones. That's true. <laughs> I don't. Who'd want to strain their eyes like that? <laughs> People on buses and the subway. Damn weirdos. Yeah, it's, my my eyes are bad enough without having to do that to them. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I watch Hulu on the treadmill because <laughs> that way, like, I get I get to watch One Piece while I'm working out, and it gives me motivation. Motivation so, that motivation that if you ever make an animated show, you'd have a you have more production budget than a dollar an episode. 
No motivation that I too can be king of the pirates. Yeah, yo, yeah, yo. Oh, can, honey, that you that can't he, be king of the pirates. You're not can, the protagonist. Can once be as jacked. As I'm the protagonist of my own life. Oh. No one can be as jacked as an as an Oda character. Like he draws those guys cartoonishly buff. Okay, you you you've seen a picture from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, right? Yeah, I've I actually started watching JoJo's recently. Oh, it's so fucking Jesus good! Jesus Christ! Actually, I started at the first arc. Yeah, um, of course I fucking did. Who the fuck wants to start with, with Stardust with, Crusaders? With Captain Boring and the Boring Tears. Ah, uh, yes, the Phantom Blood, which introduces us to Dio. Yeah, he's part, the only interesting thing so far. Part two is really good. Uh, I literally skipped like two episodes, skipped right to the part where uh, Dio becomes a vampire because I was like, this isn't going to be interesting until Dio's a vampire. So You thought it was just a boring I, season, but no, it is I, Dio. Zai, Kono Dio Samada. But no, yeah, part two is real fucking solid. Really? Joseph is a massive step up over Jonathan. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to that, but. And part four is also really good. Part three is the most popular and kind of the most boring. I've seen b- opinions on both sides of part three, so I'm reserving judgment. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Jojo Kudo can suck my dick. He sucks. Anyway. We're here to talk about Ridge Games. Yes. Yeah, so the that's JoJo true. game. There is a JoJo game. I think there's several. There are many, there's like 12. There are many JoJo games. I've not played any of them. They are. There are several JoJo games. Here's my fucking Polnareff Protech. Anyway, anything else about the Mega Man? Uh, yes. One other game on the 3DS. The I've finally got to play the, or I've started to play the Dragon Quest VIII 3DS version. Which came out a couple years ago, but I didn't bother getting it until recently. But all I keep doing is comparing it to Dragon Quest XI. <laughs> Which I still haven't gotten to play. Nor have I. Do you still have... Well, I don't... Well, you probably should, because it was really good. Yeah, but this I, is pretty good, I too. I want to, dude, but like I... This is, I really my, want to, but my GameStop actually didn't have any, so they had to order me a copy. I really wow. want to as well, but like I have to... My money is allocated to other stuff. Like bills and magic cards. So, have either of you played the PS2 version? I've never played a uh, Dragon Quest game. I have I have played a little bit of it, and I have seen the magic of the Puff Puff Girl. Is that a sex thing? Uh, yes. Yes. No. Well, sort of. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Is it Wednesday? If it's Wednesday, it's possibly. Wait, you mean you mean the uh, the NPC or like the party member? The NPC. Oh yes, her. <laughs> She's literally my favorite thing because my mom walked in on me playing that, and then she was like, "Oh, young man!" And then the cutscene plays, and she was like, "Oh, oh, oh my God!" I almost I was like, "Oh, I know what you're talking about, mom." No, I thought of it yeah. first. Okay, is I this thought- a sex thing? I'm still not getting a read on this. <laughs> and that's the point. All right, I guess I'll just tell you so to, to not it, keep you in suspense. So, ba- so basically, you go you go to this girl, and it's implied that like she's rubbing her, she puts a blindfold okay. on you. You and go she's through this girl. Game. 
in every game, um, there's this girl called the Puff Puff Girl. And, like, the screen goes dark, and there's heavy implications that she's uh, giving you a boob job. Um, which, hey. And then, uh, like, in the actual, like, they finally showed a cutscene of her giving you the Puff Puff massage. And it's just her push, uh, rubbing two slimes against your head, which is apparently yeah. very relaxing. <laughs> so it's like, it's it's years, years of, oh, you might be having sex, paid nope. off with, not really. <laughs> Man, <laughs> it's just, just fucking, I love it. Listen to this, I just looked it up. I googled the Puff Puff Girl. And this is a fucking the first sentence of the goddamn Dragon Quest wiki entry on it. The Puff Puff is a sacred technique bestowed upon mortal kind by the goddess on high. Originating in the Toriyama's Dragon Ball manga, the act refers to, well, you're bright enough to figure it out. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is exactly how it should be. Oh, it's glorious. It's glorious. Yeah, she's in she's in eleven too, and she does the same thing. The puff hey, puff massage. Want, yes. Hey, you want a puff puff? Uh, gotcha. Hey, yo, you want a puff puff? Yeah, let's do it. How about a puff <laughs> puff? Word. So I keep I keep comparing it to eleven because eleven That's has the most recent one you played. Well, all, yeah. Also, this is the most recent one I played. Also, they're very similar, but like. Eleven has a much bigger party group than eights does, so I keep comparing that because Eleven has like eight party members. Uh, Dragon Quest really is one of those franchises where it's like, ah, eh, they came up with a new game. You really should just play that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, eight, eight, eight does a couple things differently. Like eight has eight has four party members, six in the remake, whereas um, Eleven has eight. So, like, in in uh, in eleven in eleven. Well, first off, in eleven, you start off alone, and like you get like a new party member every like story, th- every story, uh, like major story town. In eight, not only do you start off with two of your group, but you get the other two very quickly. So you have your complete party like almost from the beginning of the game, and they each have like four different weapon types, whereas in eleven they have two. Oh, huh. so, so they've got uh, a bit more versatility in uh, eight. Yeah, well, they've got a bit more versatility in eight because there's less like there's no healer in eight. Like some characters can heal. But there's no dedicated healing character, whereas in 11 there is. So. So it's uh, it's sort of like that, like 11, 11 just has like there is just one base. There's basically one like the magic character. Who has healing and offensive magic, and also uses whips and can be built as a decent melee character if you really want. And uh, you know, Eleven has the offensive caster and the healer, and then there's also the supporting caster. So they're, they're a lot more versatile in eight because originally there was only four characters, and uh, in this one, there's two more. Both of which were NPCs in the original, but they don't join until the game is almost over, basically. And one of them is optional at that. 
and uh, also um, everyone. Uh, Eight was the first one to have uh, voice acting, but like I said, in the, when I was talking about the review of Eleven, they have a British company do it. Mm-hmm. So, so everyone has English acts, old timey English accents. Except in Eleven, every character had a different. I mean, every every town and every region had a different like accent. Except it was how a British person would. So there was like you know the 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 uh, the town of all Italians or the town of all Spanish people or the town of all Hawaiians, which was just like you know a British person's interpretation of what they thought that accent was. So and, uh, they were eight, comedically inaccurate. Yeah, uh, kind of. And uh, in eight, there's in eight, pretty much everyone is British, except for one guy who's Italian, who also kind of looks like Mister Satan from Dragon Ball. Mister Satan. Yeah, well, you know, because like Toriyama does the. Uh, yeah, he does the artwork. Dragon Quest, and uh, yeah, not not only does the character, I mean, not only does the main character kind of look like Gohan, but um. If you get it, there, there's a there's a skill you can do where like you basically waste it. You you basically hold off for a turn and like power up, which is called attention. And if if you do it so many times in a row, you'll you'll change into a more powerful form. And the main character basically gets spiky yellow hair. Uh huh. Oh Toriyama. Yeah, but only in the PS in the PS2. It was only in the PS2 and the Game Boy and the uh, the 3DS. They stopped that for some reason. He just gets a yellow aura. Probably because they didn't want to be directly compared to one of the seminal works of like childhood. Probably but they're made by the same guy. Yeah, well, they're designed but by the same guy. You still don't want that direct comparison. Why does Mister right. Satan have fucking Vega's claws? Because he's one of the new characters, so that's his one of his weapon is a, a Vega claw. At least was that Gohan's scarf? Yes. Could be. God, Hercule, let yourself go. There, there, uh, yeah. I think we took better I care mean, of your fucking hair. Actually, in GT, he pretty much looks exactly the same as there. So GT ain't real. Oh, supposedly. No, no, it's not. It doesn't exist. I mean, the I mean, there's not like the main character of Eleven is basically like if you crossed Android Seventeen with the trunks. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, straight that's up. pretty fucking dead on. <laughs> that's a pretty and, fucking uh, dead on description. And the main, the main character of Eight is basically Teen Gohan. <laughs> Toriyama's a really good artist. Kind of limited design pool. And and also and also uh, one of his uh, other and one of his uh, one of the party members named Angelo basically is Trunks. You know, if Trunks like if Trunks was a priest, if Trunks was a priest and had a rapier instead of uh, his like broadsword, that would basically be him. You know, there's Trunks, your fourth party member. Oh yeah, fuck dude. Fuck dude. Yeah, that is just fucking trunks. Trunks with a die job and a rat tail. Not even a fucking die job, just a rat tail. His hair's white. Trunks is purple. Is it purple? Is Trunks' hair is purple? Yeah, Trunks' hair is purple. I thought Trunks' hair was white. Not purple. Then you have this guy who I don't think looks like any Dragon Ball character. 
No, yeah, he looks like a couple. Yeah, he oh, looks like he a look? couple of the generics. Oh, generic. Oh, the generics. Maybe I mean he doesn't look like a main character. No, not, not like a main yeah. one. Well, that I can think of. Maybe if you gave Yajirobe a haircut. That's actually that's actually not his hair. That's him wearing a helmet. No, I mean like you shave him. Oh yeah. He got really. He went through a phase after him and fucking Corrin broke up. Oh man. Ironically, he's he's the exact character type I was joking. The guy who tries to rob the hero and spends the rest of the game following him around trying to make up for it. <laughs> he's with he's the guy he's with you at the at the start of the game. It's like at the start of the game, you're a, a, a tra- you're a traveling a group that was like cursed by this evil wizard, and you're the only remain there's the only remaining members of the kingdom. There's like the king who has turned into this troll-like creature, and there's the princess who has turned into a horse. There is one of the guards who is the main character, unaffected for some reason, and then this guy, and he's like, "Why are you here?" And he's like, "Oh, well, I tried to I tried to rob." He's like, "I tried to rob the gov, but it didn't work out." So now I f- I just follow him around, and that's okay. He's just there. He's like, "Yeah," he's like, "Yes, we're the we're this royal procession," and then this weird thief guy is following us around. Anyway, and uh, I ha- anyway, yeah, I'm still I'm still working through that, and I'm probably gonna stop because Tales of Vesperia Remaster is coming out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, which, which I've been waiting for for a while. Oh, wait till we get to new releases. I'm going to rant about why I've been waiting this for this one for a while, but I'll save that for then. So that's about it for today. Yeah, all right then, caveman. Well, first, I'm going to talk about a game that is new that really isn't. Uh, <laughs> Just Cause 4. <laughs> it's Why? really cause Just I, Cause? I love the Just Cause series. Like, it's it's not a very good game. Um, but, like, I, I'm not even going to, pr- like, begin to pretend that it is. Do you still have the hook shot? Yeah, you still got the hook shot, kind of. Can you still can you still can you still survive? Uh, yes. Terminal velocity by hook shotting into the ground yes. even yes, faster. Can. All right, that's all I need to know. You can very much survive terminal hook shotting into the ground. I got this game because I have I, I have three classes of games, games that I wish I could finish, games that I will finish. And games that I know I shall never finish because I'm just dicking around with them. Can you guess where Just Cause falls? That sounds like me and um, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which I I never finish because every time I go to start, I just be like, bang, ah, and just run around letting the cops chase me. Just Cause is... Just Cause is the uh, Saints Row of action games. I thought Saints Row was the Saints Row of action games. I say, I thought no, we were Saints, Row is Saints, Saints Row is the Saints Row. Saints Row is the Saints Row of fucking um, uh, Grand Theft Auto style games. So action. Uh, I, <laughs> you don't like you don't set off to be a super spy that like is trying to save the world in Saints Row. 
most of the time. I was just going to say, like, it's Saints Row 4. Yeah, which I I actively love, but I think Saints Row 3 is better. Yeah, I get that. Um, But, like, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Like, Just Cause is not a good... Just Cause 4 is not a good game. <laughs> just flat out. If you're looking for story or well-animated characters or like it's it's not i i it's not good like i'm not gonna sit here and try to defend it because it's not good i enjoy it but it's not good yeah i think i made a similar kind of argument back when i reviewed just cause three i at least just cause three had a reason to exist in the storyline yeah, no, I didn't. Even, I didn't even give a shit about that. I was like, oh, it's his home country. I don't fucking care. I this. Like, I, think, like, I think in that game, I played like almost every challenge. I liberated every area. I did all that shit, and I made it. I made it three quests into the story. Literally, the tutorial for Just Cause uh, Four is. You know, I've done this shit like four other times. I can do this. Uh, I guess I can't do this. Fine, let's do it your way and actually have a game. No, fuck you. It's literally the story for Just Cause Four. No, the, I, the, I, the story should be two, the story should be starts with two missions. It is, it is fine. We'll play a game and fuck you. You go down the fuck you path. No missions, no anything. It just opens up the map to you for you to do whatever you want. And then when you finish capturing everything. At any at any point, you can just fucking fly to the main guy's fucking camp and just shoot him in the head and fly away. But yeah, they could have just released uh, Just Cause uh, Four as like a DLC pack for uh, for three. Like, hey, we added new powers and fuck it, a new map. But what about and the weather? We added new powers and a new map. <laughs> <laughs> they have tornado guns. I don't care. Like they could, they literally could have just released this as a DLC for Just Cause Three. But if we did that, we could charge you eighty five dollars for it. It looks last fucking gen, man. We spent all the graphics money on the fucking physics engine for these goddamn tornadoes. So fucking appreciate them, you shit lord. But like, like, okay, so Just Cause, like. All the important bits are there. You can still hookshot a guy to an airplane, fly up to the stratosphere, jump out, and, like, parasail down following your fucking airplane as it crashes into the ground and then the guy's corpse slams into the ruined uh, fireball that was once the plane. So so here's actually a question. Uh, so So when you are falling from the sky... When you hit the ground, I assume you still die, right? Uh, depending on the things you do, yes. But because uh, you no. can just hook shot the ground. And okay, survive. that was where I was going with it. Yes, like you it, can accelerate towards the ground and be perfectly fine. Yes, remember, kids, if you if you hit terminal velocity, just go a little bit above terminal velocity, and you'll be fine. That's how physics works. <laughs> Oh God! I'll have to remember that next time I'm falling from a very. 
Yeah, if you have something, that, if you have something like, that could pull you towards the ground, I, or if I punch the ground, I <clears throat> slightly harder. No, don't punch the ground. That you'll still go in terms of velocity. What you need to do is you need to either have something that ex- have something that accelerates you for, toward the ground faster, either pulling yourself in or pushing yourself down. So just like so maybe like theater, I block I block the ground. You know, just like carry a shield and a grenade, and you'll be fine. Oh. It's all right. I'll just tape the grenade to this shield, hold it behind me, and then all right. So near the ground, near the ground, near the ground. Pull the pin. Tick 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 tick. Boom. All right, I'm good. I'm gonna block the ground. <laughs> yeah, I just I block cancel inertia. Oh god, I'm falling. Advancing guard. I'm good. You just feel the planet shift five feet to the left. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, just cause it's exactly what you expect. It's it's a big, dumb, explodey, shootery mess, and I love it. Um, it is an absolute blast to play, but that does not make it a good game. I cannot actually say it is a good game, in all honesty. Good, because it's not. But I haven't, I haven't played it. I haven't even played it, but with the amount of time I spent in three, I've played it. Yeah, you have. Like, I was actually talking to my wife, and I was like, oh, I should have gotten three. <laughs> like, then I'd at least understand how the fuck the wingsuit works. You should have gotten two. I own two. Then you didn't need to get three or four. Then you don't need, any, you don't need anything else. But, yeah. All right, then. So, uh, anything else? Uh, yes. Uh, have we talked about the last piece of DLC for the Spider-Man games? Don't think so. Well. Um, so they released the final piece, and it did the number one thing that I had wanted from the Spider-Man games all this time. It let me punch Silver Sable in the face. (laughs) Okay. That's all I wanted. Like, she pissed me off so fucking much. And finally, this game's like, hey, you want to punch her? And I'm like, yes! Thank you! And it's one of the hardest fucking boss fights. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, it's... Man, it's it's always one of those things of just... This Marvel has this weird habit of making their most powerful characters just a dude with a gun. I fucking hate it because I'm sitting there like she should not be this hard. She should not be this hard. She should not be this hard. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's like I fought. I fought off like superpower dudes in, in fucking suits of armor. I fought off fucking people with weird magic bullshit coming out of their hands. I fought people who could copy my every move. But you know what's really going to fuck me over? This lady with a pistol. I literally beat off Electro and the fucking uh, Vulture at the same time, and she's giving me trouble. They call that double barrel. But no, um, it, it's it's a fitting end. It's a li- it's more actually it's more than a little depressing if you ask me. Like, um, I, I don't want to spoil Yuri's ending. Because it's more than a little depressing, and I think if you're actually interested in the story, you should play it. 
Um, to be fully honest, for a hot second, got confused about what year you were referring to. <laughs> um, I was like, the wait, what, what, do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? Yuri Lowenthal's ending? Like the like the, like Spider Man's ending? But uh, the costumes are eh. <laughs> like, I I I I played with them for a little while. They all have their own little quirks that I'm not too happy with. So. <laughs> Uh, that's why you never changed from Spider-Man Noir costume. Uh, I, I've worn every costume for at least one mission because I've played through the game three times. Yeah, I'm still I'm I have played through the game once, and then once that once like all the DLC is collected or at the very least on sale, I'll be playing through it again. Yeah, I actually platted it because <laughs> one of my friends what, was like, "How fucking those." Those stealth and combat missions are dog shit. How did you fucking? You don't have you don't have to you don't have to max them. You just have to like you just have to complete them. Like you have to do them once. Even that's a bit of a fucking issue for me. Eh, I didn't have a problem with it. Because because but... it's a matter of like, oh yeah, I just fucking impact webbed this dude off a building, but he didn't stick to the wall before he triggered noticing me, so I failed the stealth mission, and then I just screamed and gave up because fuck that. Yeah, I never had that issue. Like, I just would web zip down to one guy after another guy was out of the radius, and I'd chain them. Because you can tell when someone's safe. Like, they have a mechanic built in for that. No, yeah, so I know. It's just like, but but it's like, like oh, yeah, this, safe, guy, safe, yeah, yeah, safe, this guy's safe. safe. All right, safe, go to web. Safe, 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 like, safe, safe, safe. All done. It's like, oh, this dude's safe. Go to web down, and then, whoops, he moved seven centimeters to the left, and thus it fucked the whole thing, and then he just notices me immediately. Yeah, I never had that issue. But, like, my biggest issue with the Spider-Man DLC is the massive difficulty spike in the fights. Like, I beat the normal game on Spectacular. And I think I think it's Spectacular. I beat the normal game on Normal. And then the first time I started going through the DLC, I had to turn it down just until I got used to, like, how even the basic enemies were so much tougher. <laughs> Well, obviously, if you've finished the game, you've mastered the combat system, so we'll make it hard. Yeah, come on, get good, you fucking scrubs. Get good. The guy who played... They should have released all the DLC at once. The guy who played this just downloaded fucking Dark Souls, so eat ass. (laughs) But yeah, Spider-Man, great game, highly recommend it, highly recommend the DLC. Like, this is one of the few times where I'm going to sit here and say, the DLC is a very important part of the game. Because it like it expands on the story, gives you another aspect of, of Spider-Man, and it, it I feel it's very important. But yeah, that does it for you know what I've been playing. All right, then strap in, people. I got about an hour left, so I guess we'll start with something that's just not new, uh, something that I have talked about a bit before, but that I am giving a much more concerted effort towards. Undertale. Yes. Again? Yes, I am trying again. Because Deltarune came out. Have you heard about Deltarune, Alex? Uh, no. What is Deltarune? So Toby Fox, he he was like, yeah, so we're, I made this new thing. And then it was, we go to this website and it is this real sketch looking website. Uh, that you download this fucking file to, and it essentially gives you a a 
kind of Undertale sequel. Kind of. Yeah, where you are playing as this kid, you're playing as a girl named Chris, and you're in this town where humans and monsters live together peacefully or whatever. Essentially, it's like this alternate timeline where the war that forced the monsters underground never happened. And all the characters that that were in Undertale are in Deltarune, like fucking, like like a like. I haven't I haven't gotten super deep in like all the name stuff, but like Undyne is there instead of being like this fucking badass warrior with one with one eye. She's a cop. Um, Sans and uh, fucking Papyrus are there, doing their fucking whatever. <coughs> Goat Mom is your mom. And like the big bad of the entire Undertale game, I think, is your brother. Okay. Yeah, and so yeah, so you go into this game and, and so you go into this the yeah, and then that whole thing happened. I haven't played it. I haven't played Deltarune because I want to fucking beat Undertale first. But yeah, I, yeah, people started freaking the fuck out. I was like, I got this new fucking thing. Whoa! And so I was like, and so when that happened, I I kind of began getting those same kind of panic, panic attack things of like, like fuck this that that out. It's a big. I I need to I need to fucking get. But then I guess that's when it kind of broke, and I was just like, yeah, okay, fuck it. I'm just gonna play it. Fuck the fucking fans. Fuck these people. These assholes should not be the reason I don't play a video game. And this comes at around the same time where I also kind of made a pledge to myself of like. I am going to, for the longest time now, even games that I really like, I have been playing like an hour of them and then just stopped playing them. Not for any real reason, I just stopped. And so I've been making a very concerted effort to go in and go like, okay, I'm going to fucking beat games now. For the love of God, I need to. Yeah, I actually made that my one of my New Year's resolutions is just like, I've got to actually try to beat the games. Yeah, and so so far I've actually been doing pretty all right. I have made a, I have made significantly more progress in Undertale than I ever have before. Hooray! Yep, and I am still going down the "don't kill anyone" route. <gasps> that means you looked up spoilers. No, I had spoilers. Sure I had spoilers literally thrown at me. Yeah, I know, but I, I, I went. One of I my went, friends. One of my friends was like, hey, I see you got Undertale on your Steam page. Are you going to try playing it? I was like, yeah, I'm going to do a no-kill run. And he was like, oh, that means you looked up spoilers. And I was like, no, I was on the internet. Yeah, no, I didn't. I visited the Undertale <laughs> yeah, wiki. No, every- yeah, I visited the Undertale wiki once, and the next day, some dude threw a rock at my head with a fucking, with a fucking walkthrough type tied to it. Yeah, there is, there is no uh, – everybody knows it at this point. There is no escape. There's no escape. Yeah. The day Undertale was released, there were twelve thousand guides released showing showing how to do a perfect no kill run. And in doing that, fucking thousands of let's players were turned off of playing the game because they're like, "I'm just gonna play this game, whatever." And then every person who fucking looked at their video sent them ten thousand emails telling them to kill themselves because they're not doing a good because they're not doing it. They're a pure genocide or pure pacifist run. Stupid game. Stupid fans. Stupid fans. Yeah. Well, yeah, but even that, even that, I, I think I said last time you brought up Undertale. I'm like Undertale. How how dare you try and try and teach me some kind of of moral lesson? Like this is my 
this is my game. I'll do what I want. Well, actually, that's kind of the yeah, funny. That's, that's, kind of, that's, that's kind of the funny thing with uh, with Undertale. Like, like there were choices and stuff in that. But with Delta Rune, it's kind of great because uh, because like you start you start out and you name your character, you build all the stuff, and then you get then you get the start of it, and it, and it starts out with just saying, "All right, fuck you. This isn't your story. This is Chris's story. Your choice doesn't matter." That's awesome. I infinitely love that. Yeah, like, fuck his fans. Fuck Undertale fandom. Fuck all those people. They're shitbags. They are the worst kind of people. Toby Fox is actually a really interesting game developer. He's like a more meme folk. He's like a more like, he's like a more like Imgur style Lucas Pope. That makes any sense. I don't even know who Lucas Pope is, so I don't know. So Lucas Pope, he made papers. Yeah, so Lucas Pope made papers, please, papers, please, in Return of the Oberdeen. Ah, okay. Yeah, so, and so, and so the two absolutely fucking brilliant. Yeah, like the two of them have a real understanding of game mechanics and how to gamify something, but they go in it. But they go with it in different directions. Where Lucas Pope does takes these really boring. <laughs> Jobs gamifies them and makes and, and ties them to a really compelling story, and then Toby Fox takes standard game mechanics and standard understanding of games and uses that to tell a more to tell an interesting story, where the mechanics are actually a part of the story. But whereas Lucas Pope is like, it's like yeah, so fucking I'm doing like bleak art and shit based off all this, whatever. And here's this shit. And here's this shit where the game looks like a fucking Macintosh. You got fucking Toby Fox. His whole thing is like, Hey, yeah, you got in order to beat this thing. You got to pet this dog. Pet him. So his neck starts out super long. Don't you want to see a super long neck dog in a t-shirt? It's neat. It is a, it is a neat fucking parallel between these two guys that I, I I think it's cool. Yeah. Undertale. While the game is real fucking, well, the game's real fucking chunky and awkward. Uh, I have found that it's actually a lot more playable with mouse and with keyboard than it is with a controller. Yeah. No, don't like, if there's one thing that I learned from my short experience with Undertale and for those of you who are curious, yeah, my enjoyment was killed by the fans. Um, fuck the fans. Yeah. Uh, like it's definitely a mouse and keyboard game. Like it, it is not a like joystick. Oh, I, I literally like spent an hour trying to actually like figure out how to make it work with my joystick. And it just was like, no, the, the controls are too finicky. I need a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, then, Moving on from there, kind of immediately breaking the resolution I had. Like, I'm going to try to beat games. I tried and failed to get, I tried and failed to progress any further in fucking Dishonored. Well, it all takes is practice. No, 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 it wasn't a thing. No, it wasn't a thing of like, oh, I couldn't progress because I'm like too bad at the game. I couldn't progress because I got to a point and just stopped caring. Oh, that always sucks. Like going into that thing, I was fucking like ducking under goddamn filing cabinets, fucking stabbing dudes in the goddamn dick, doing all kinds of shit, and then I just, there's like, yeah, I just talked to Slackjaw in the fucking, the fucking foundry. I 
don't have any motivation to go kill the Pendleton brothers. Why not? I don't know. Kill them. Just, Do it. Just I just like I go in there and then they're talking about like, oh yeah, you gotta rescue Emily and then fucking take out the fucking Lord Regent in order to be able to in order to be able to like clear Corvo's name and all this other shit. And I'm just sitting there like I don't give half a fuck about any of these people. I don't want to though. Like, oh, who's the outsider? What's all this? I don't care. I don't give a good goddamn. What was that? That's a motorcycle outside. Oh, okay. Yeah. That sounded weird. I have I have my window open and I and it's I live I live on the main street. Sound like a guy was walking by in slow motion. Nope. Yeah, and it's really frustrating because I should like Dishonored. Like I like stealth games. I like this whole like steampunk aesthetic to the whole world. I it is a unique-ish world that I hadn't really seen a whole lot of in games, and I like the aesthetic of it. I like the gameplay. I like all that shit. I just don't give a damn about anybody. And that kind of leads into another game, which which means we're getting into new shit now. Shit I haven't talked about before. Uh, I bought, played, and returned Sunset Overdrive. So Sunset that Overdrive. Uh, no, it, it wasn't bad. I just, again, apathy. So for those who don't know, uh, Sunset Overdrive was an Xbox One launch title, which not too long ago was released on PC, like through the Windows 10 store and Steam. And so it was like Christmas. Okay, yeah, during the Steam sale, it's like fucking 25% off. Let's fucking pick it up. So I did and got it all installed and started playing it. And it was fun. Like the shooting was pretty loose, but you know it it worked with. It kind of need to be loose. Uh, got it kind of need to be loose to go with like the whole very frenetic movement style and real quick paced action. Um, and they kind of compensate with a with like more of a like lock on uh, aim assist mode. And the weapons were interesting. The world was. Very vibrant and full of life. Uh, like the movement was fun and fast. Uh, the character co- character customization you could build fucking anything. I built the lady with a fucking punk rock undercut mohawk, wearing jeans, a vest, and dragon eyes with a fucking bandana around her mouth. And I had a fun time playing it. But then I got like an then I got like an hour and forty five minutes in, and again something just fucking broke, and I'm just like, I don't care and so then I asked for a refund from Steam they refunded it and I have not felt like I regretted that decision at all the game broke him no it wasn't even a break thing like I'll I'll talk to a fucking game that broke me believe you fucking me but no I just just I reached a point and just apathy took over and I could not bring myself to care enough to finish or even progress in this fucking game. And it's a problem that I fucking need to figure out the root cause of. And I'm, and I'm a bit, and I'm suspecting and probably a bit worried that it's just depression. But this is like the second thing in relatively rapid succession of something I should like and me not 
caring enough to even have an opinion on whether or not I liked it. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from there to the thing that broke me, Crash Bandicoot. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the God. Horror. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you both. Yeah, so Crash Bandicoot, um, I, I picked up the Insane Trilogy uh, for Switch. Because, uh, A, I need to switch games, and B... I fucking wanted to try it. I don't really, I never really had any experience playing Crash back in the day. So like, yeah, I might as well pick this up. Fuck Crash. Crash Bandicoot is Bandicoot shit. That bad, huh? I fucking hated it. My friend would be mad that you were insulting his childhood. I was never at all that. I never liked Crash Bandicoot. Um, I played it once as a kid. I was a Donkey Kong Country guy. Like, I don't like platformers in general. Here's the thing. I love platformers. So, uh, come at me, bro. Um, everybody was like, if you're a gamer, you need to know. No, you don't. Platformers. You like games. You like platformers. Like, you're just breaking I rules. Just, I my dog. platformers. And in fact, I actually think platformers do more harm to the gaming culture than good, because there is now a there is now a large line of angry gamers inside games. Well, here's why I say they do more harm than good. It's I say that I say that because it it basically encouraged an entire generation of relatively like brilliant people. To just rest on their laurels. And by that, I'm looking mostly at Mario. Because there were like a hundred fucking games in that series, all with the same exact story. What story? Exactly. But that's... That's not a platform-exclusive thing. Yes, I know, but they're really easy to make. And I say that... And I then look at the current generation of indie games, and like a third of them are platformers. I'll be talking about one of them later, but they did not rest on the laurels at all. A lot of them do, though. A lot of them just like, we'll just make fucking Mario with different assets and call it fucking uh, Return of the Mutant Turtles. Yeah, Crash didn't have that problem. They tried pushing that medium forward, but they... Tried to go for this weird middle ground of like 2.5D before 2.5D was a thing, so it wasn't the same of getting okay. Fixed perspective camera platforming is bad in the 3D environment. Yeah, no, it's like and making it and making it easier to slide off the edge. Like you, you're heard about the hitbox stuff with Crash, with the new Crash, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was in fucking full effect in here, where just like, all right, got my shoes in the edge, and why am I slipping? Oh, I'm dead. And then because of the live system, I had to fucking was like, oh, got got here and die, got here and die, got here, got further and died. So let's fucking. That's a that's another tremendous flaw that is a hangover from like. 
It's not a fucking arcade machine. You don't need to drain our quarters. <laughs> or do they? Like, yeah. I, I get, oh, it's it's challenge. It's challenge. I want to beat your fucking game. I want to actually see the end. I want to earn what I have worked for. And actually, uh, speaking of rest, speaking of fucking gadget for quarters, I could see it entirely. To me, it's entirely reasonable that the game industry in the next couple of years will introduce the fucking. It's like, yo, man, we got this, we got the sick new idea for the gaming industry. Guess what? Lives are back, and this time it cost you five bucks each. <laughs> Hey man, you could play the game. You could play the game and show how fucking good you are, or not, man. It's all about player choice. Actually, that uh, made me think of something. Another point that I wanted to talk about in gaming, um, post game. It's really fucking important because this is this is my biggest fucking beef with most games, with the vast majority of games. Hey, you just spent 18 hours working your ass off. Guess you better start over. <laughs> hey, you beat me. You don't get anything for it. Want to start over and play again? <laughs> and like, it's it's just become ever so much more important. Like, It's so fucking irritating because I'm I'm looking at games like fucking Skyrim where it's like, all right, you beat the game. But it That's never it. ends, does it? it? It's 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 over. Um, you never beat Skyrim. I mean, yes, you, you do. Skyrim's a living experience. I have completed Skyrim several times. It's a living experience. Then but I there's played radiant the, quests that come up forever and ever. Yeah, I've beaten them. All I've of them? them? Yes, because they're all, all of the them. Same. They're oh, all the fucking you. same. Uh, all of them. But no, and then I play Man, a game like Spider Man. If people listen to this show, they'd be sending you death threats. They can if they want. Um, Click. But like, then there's games like Spider Man, where it's like, hey, you beat the game. We have a new game plus mode where you can actually carry over all the shit you've unlocked, but it's a choice. You can choose to, or you can start over from nothing. Yes, please. Like, why doesn't every game just do that? You do know that the you do know that the new game plus was added after release, right? I know, but they still do it. It's still a thing. Like, I don't care if it's added post release. It's still an option. Like they still put it in. Yeah, it's they all about yeah, it's about player choice. <laughs> but yeah, fuck Crash. Played Crash Bandicoot one, got to the bridge to nowhere, and just fuck that entire fucking level. Because that is like, oh great, you gotta do precision platforming with platforms to just fucking destroy when you go over them. Fall away when you get on them, and also ice. There are fucking insta kill boars that if you ever fucking even try to deal with them, they'll just fucking kill you. Um, 
And yeah, there's a whole glitch you can fucking do to run along the top of these fucking ropes. But good luck for trying to fucking keep that up because there are just certain points where you just can't do that until you get onto another platform. I played through that fucking level like 25 times, kept dying over and over again. They just said, you know what? Fuck this. Moved on to, moved on to try Crash 2. And just reached a point again where I'm just like, yo, fuck this. I, I'm not having fun. I don't enjoy playing this. Why the fuck am I torturing myself with this stupid fucking game? So I just said, yeah, fuck that. And then actually traded it in for Spyro. Now, Spyro, there's a fucking video game. Like with what you were saying about like, yeah, so being everything. Yeah, I 100% at all three of those games and platinumed all three of the games. That's like good. I'm glad you found one you enjoyed. I found three I, I enjoyed. Just, well, okay, yeah. But yeah, and like those games, they have a story too and kind of a weird one because it ends with a dragon fucking a satyr. Ah, so it's a game set in one of my worlds. <laughs> Yeah, so like Spyro 1, fucking Ganasty Ganork. He like sees, he sees on the news that the dragons are calling him, are like throwing shade at him. So he turns every dragon into a crystal. Except for Spyro. So then Spyro goes around, frees all the dragons, collects all their treasure, and then fucking saves the day beating Nasty Nork. Second game, he wants to go on vacation. But then some people whose land is under control by a tyrannical magical ruler accidentally summon him. So he has to go save the day. Third game, um, a sorcerer steals all the dragon eggs because dragons are the source of all magic in the world. So you have to go stop, so you have to go stop her and stretch all the dragon eggs. Each one of them, very, very, very simple and very, like very, very simple setup, but it's fucking more setup than a lot of these platformers ever had. And it also isn't, and it also isn't a plucking, it also isn't a fucking uh, setup of your girlfriend got stolen, so go save her. It shows a lot more like heroic thing of like, oh, hey, my civilization is at risk, so I need to fucking step up. And it kind of reminds me of like a, the progression of it actually reminds me a lot of Sly Cooper. Both in terms of mechanics and progression from game to game because uh, starting out in like starting out, starting out the first game it is very simple like mechanic wise it is just like these three things go nuts and then it's very simple level to level to level to level um, but then going into like fucking Spyro 2 they expanded out more with uh, with getting in with getting more like nuanced stuff to the, to the flight mechanics um, adding, new, adding like power ups and shit uh, new ways to interact with the level and new ways to actually go about getting gems and stuff. They get into the third one and they introduce like fucking, they introduce like five side characters who you'll just go into, who you'll just like be running around the fucking hub world and then find just a mission that is, all right, yeah, pay money to let this person out, then be, the play their introductory mission. Then you'll go find other, then you'll go back to fucking previous levels and find hidden mission areas for these characters. And all of them are pretty 
varied like 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 a with one guy it turns the game into a third person shooter. Uh, with another one, you with another one it removes jumping almost entirely, and you're just a fucking big dude with a club. Another one turns into like a fucking like air combat simulator where you're a little penguin flying around with a missile backpack. And yeah, those games are just like a really solid progression from game to game to game. All of them are just really fun, simple platformers that I just can just get lost in. In the best way possible. Mm, I'm never going to be a giant fan of platformers. And like I gave my rant as to why I think platformers are kind of to the detriment of the gaming community. But ultimately, my dislike of platformers just comes down to the fact that I don't enjoy them. They're boring as hell and honestly, needlessly complicated to me. It's like point and click. I should be able to reach that platform by jump. Oh, no, I'm one pixel off. (laughs) Well, speaking of platforms and pixels, one of the better platforms that come out in the last couple of years because it actually has a story about something. Let's talk about Celeste. So Celeste is a platform. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Celeste is a platformer about depression and anxiety. Mm. Yeah, you're playing as a girl named okay. Madeline who uh, goes to the mountain, this mountain called Celeste, as she goes to climb it. And as you go up the thing, you get you get to cutscenes where it's where it's like you're talking to other characters, you are talking to ghosts and seeing like their problems and stuff. Um, and once you get to this, when you get to this like plateau area, there's just a like there's a like monolith to everyone who's failed to climb the mountain, and you go to sleep next to it, and then you wake up in this dream world where you go to a you go to a mirror, and then the mirror fucking shatters and the evil version of you comes out and they, they just start like braiding you because it's like a very obvious, this is a representation of all your guilt and self doubt or whatever. But then you get to the end of that segment and you go around to the, talk on this phone and you're just talking to this person who like is mostly draped in shadow. We don't know who they are or anything. And it's just this person berating you for having a panic attack. Wow. And then you wake up and you go over to the payphone and call your mom, and your mom is this very jovial person who's just there, who fucking talks to you and is like, "Oh, honey, are you having another one of your episodes?" And just actually tries to talk you through a panic attack before she even knows if you're having one. Wow, that's that's dark. And you get to, and you get to one point, and you get like and you get like as you progress later on in the game, uh, you keep running into this character uh, who is also climbing the mountain. And he's like obsessed with like selfies and like the whole like social media side of millennialism. And he oh, one of those guys. And he actually straight up talks you through a panic attack as actually turns into a little game game thing where you have to like use controls to keep a feather to keep like the air floating to keep this the air going to keep this feather inside this box in order to calm her down as she is about to fucking pass out from hyperventilation after she gets stuck in a gondola. And all this is done through a platformer. Like her climbing this mountain is her trying to overcome her own mental illness. And it's fucking great. Yeah, it, yeah, it is hard as hell, but it is the kind of hard as hell that I can really appreciate where any fuck up that is ha- that you have is your fault. 
it doesn't feel like like none of it feels like you are going into this thing. It's like, oh, that's bullshit. Fucking one pixel. Blah. No, the, this is this is there are set rules. There is a there is a way that everything is set up. There is a way that everything works together, and it all fits and makes sense. If you messed up, you messed up. Which is something that this is what platformers need. It needs to be, it needs to be like, like it needs to have like not bullshit, like fucking crash crash is dog shit. Crash is half. Those deaths are from the fact that the game is just kind of fucking busted from jump with this. Everything is knitted together in just the right way that it all feels like it all works. It all fits together in the best way that it, that something like this possibly can. And just the added layer of there is an actual story with like an actual thing happening in it. That just kind of makes the whole thing fucking work in a way that a lot of other indie platformers like this don't. The people who made this game not only knew how to make a fucking platformer, they knew how to make a platformer fucking interesting. Yeah, actually, like, Part of me wants to like revoke my no platformers ban temporarily, just to play that. You have a ban on it? Yes. Yeah, they drive me. Literal, literally talking about platformers has given me the eye twitch. And actually, you're triggering him specifically for people like you, Caveman. There is an there's an there's an access there's an accessibility mode in this that lets you keep the story while turning off the difficulty of the platforming. Oh, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah! Like, uh, like, like, like the game. The game is built for people. Why you got? Why you gotta be dirty? Like, while I don't have the skill, the game is. This game is built for. This game is kind of built for people like me who have that need to play platformers. But if you just want to experience the story, you can just do that. And it's and it's not like a and it's not like a fucking like chicken hat mode kind of thing or like hey easy mode has now been unlocked like in DMC. No, it is. It is, this game is made with certain kind of people in mind. If that's not you, but you still want to experience the story of Celeste, here's a mode for you. You see, yeah, it's all about player choice. For you. Here's a mode for you pussies who don't know how to play video games. Mm. No, man, it's about yeah, player choice. Scr- <laughs> call it freaking scrub mode. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm i really if enjoying you, if you it. Be, you don't want to play the platformer part, man. Yeah, I'm really enjoying Don't Celeste, and if anybody fucking has the opportunity to play this game, I would highly recommend it. Speaking of highly recommend, Yakuza Kiwami 2. Kiwami means extreme. I have fallen down the Yakuza hole. I am now desperately trying to stave off the in, the intense need to buy Yakuza 6 to wait to play Yakuza 3 through 5. He's become one of those guys. Yeah. Oh, no. So, Yakuza Kwame 2. It is a remake Yakuza, of Yakuza 2. Uh, sequel to Yakuza. Old fucking blue blah. Uh, it is rebuilt on the Yakuza 6 engine, uh, which is not the engine that was used for Yakuza Kwame 1, which is really noticeable because there are some significant changes in, like, A, the way it runs, B, the way it feels, and C, the way it plays. <laughs> Because it's no longer running at 60, it is running at a very noticeable 30. 
Uh, everything feels a lot floatier and like there's a bit more momentum behind everything. And there are no more fighting styles. Yeah. Yeah. In Yakuza Kiwami and Yakuza zero, uh, you had three fighting styles or I guess technically six in Yakuza zero. Yeah. As Kiryu, you had beast rush and fucking brawler and then also dragon, but that's the, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Going into Yakuza fucking Kiwami two, you just have brawler. And that was a real bummer because I had kind of brawler was my least favorite fighting style. It was just, it was the most boring is the one that had the least interesting things about it. And it all is the one that I just, it felt the worst. It felt slow without the added benefit of the fucking damage tanking that you got, that you got out of beast. And like I'd mentioned previously, I am a big rush fan. I like rush fucking YYZ is the best. Sorry, YYZ. And yeah, so just no having that... respect for Americans. Yeah, so just having that removed was just... Eh. Dude, Russia's Canadian. Fuck you. But anyway, <laughs> um... Yeah, so... Yakuza 2 is a lot... Is much more of a sequel than I thought it would be. Because it picks up and largely follows the events of Yakuza 1... Like it, it feels like it is a proper sequel. It picks up one year after the events of Yakuza one with all of the, uh, well, like, like all the story having some kind of tie. Well, like, like, like the, like one of the bigger thrusts of the story kind of having a tie to fucking Yakuza one and the, the events of that. And yeah. So yeah, like I said, after a year of fucking a year after Yakuza one, uh, the Tojo clan, which is the <coughs> bigger organization that all the kind of clan, all the like Yakuza families in your area are tied to, uh, is in the works of developing an alliance with the, with the Omi Alliance, the other Tojo clan level Yakuza organization out West. This is all being set up by the current head of the Tojo clan. Uh, who is the guy that you put in charge after Kiryu just fucking literally ran away from the job. Pussy. Well, he did just lose his entire family and adopt a kid. Pussy. <laughs> my parents are dead. Well, no, my parent is dead who murdered my parents. Oh, well. This is Yakuza, dude. Shit gets complicated. Yeah, so... uh Yes, as you are at the grave site of your dad, your brother, and your girlfriend, along with your girlfriend's kid, uh, you're the fucking the guy you put in charge shows up and is like, "Hey, care you, fucking you were the you were the clan, you were the head of this clan for like five minutes. Please give me some advice." Oh no, I've been shot. As you have to take over. Uh. As assassins from the Omi Alliance show up to fucking take out Tarada, and then it goes into this big gang war where you are bringing in. Where you are going out and finding the son of the guy you were frank you you were took the blame for murdering, and then trying to bring him back into the fold, in order to go and make an alliance with the Omi Alliance, while from inside three different groups are trying to overturn that alliance. I get the vague feeling Dead is going to easily fill up the last hour. 
I'm not going to get super deep into Yakuza 2 because I fucking can't. It is too much. It would be like me trying to explain a soap opera to someone who's never seen an episode of a soap opera before. Well, I mean, you can easily do that. Now I want you to try. Yeah, but I don't want (laughs) to. Insert insert pointless drama here. Oh, no. Romance. Yeah, but then I also feel I I have to explain every character interaction. Okay, that's that's your average soap opera episode. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm not talking about an average soap opera episode. I'm talking about an average soap opera season. Oh, well then, uh, just because you know, that's what this is. Easy. Each Yakuza game is the season of a soap opera. Well, that's easy to sum up. You just say uh, the Arrow season three. <laughs> <laughs> Vicious noise. Yes. You suck my nuts, Arrow. Legends of Tomorrow is way better than anything you've ever been. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so this whole thing is this this giant fucking conspiracy that turns out involves the Korean mafia. And there's also a castle underneath the castle in Osaka. Just this is the beginning of Yakuza getting weird. Because let me me just set the scene for this. You are going to, so your your kid got kidnapped and you need to go rescue her. You have been stabbed. You are bleeding out, but fuck it. You're going to murder anyone who gets in the way of you saving your fucking daughter. As you do. So you are called up to Osaka Castle, like the big castle, the big tourist trap location in Osaka. And as you get there, that castle splits in half and rising up from underneath it, a separate, slightly smaller castle made entirely out of gold. You run inside and have to fight ninjas and samurai while you are using your bare fists, swords, and a, and a medieval air and a medieval style minigun. Defeating all of them, you then go and punch a tiger to death. And not like a regular-sized tiger. This is like some fucking weird mutant-sized tiger that no one really addresses. It just fucking lunges at you, and you punch it so hard in the center of its forehead it goes unconscious. You then take your kid and leave. And from what I've heard, it gets fucking crazier. Like, I think in Yakuza 5, I saw mention of a dude being possessed by multiple gods. Which is the whole fucking thing. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so, uh, so on top of like, uh, Kamurocho, you also get Sotenbori, which is a location that I was introduced to, at least in Yakuza 0. And there are, and you have two business mini games you do in these different locations. In, in Kamurocho, the main area, you become the, like shift foreman at a construction company owned by Goro Majima, your crazy rival and the best character in Yakuza. Uh, and then over in Sotenbori, uh, you manage a hostess club, which is a club that used to be run by Goro Majima back in Yakuza Zero. Which is just, that's a whole fucking thing. And seeing Kiryu do it is this weird dissonance of just, all right, yes, yeah, so we're going to use the same animations and stuff we used from Yakuza 0, just put Kiryu's head on the body. And, I'm, and it's just like, oh, God, this is so weird. 
<laughs> and nothing to do with this, this game that they don't really do with the other games. They introduce a real love interest for Kiryu. Oh. Yeah, it's a... It's like it's a saucer. Yeah, it's a cop. Ooh, extra saucy. And, yeah, like, like the, the entire game is about you, like, helping this person... Like, she, she shows up and just kind of arrests you because you get into a fight in Sotenbori. And so she arrests you, like, hey, you're under custody now. And then she ends up being pulled into this fucking giant war. My absolute favorite thing about video games is me getting to go to amazing places all over the world without ever having to leave my couch. Yeah. That is my absolute favorite feature of playing video games. Yeah, so, yeah, so you pull her into this fucking war, and over the course of the game, you develop, like, a real relationship with her and, like, real feelings and stuff. And then, from what I understand, in Yakuza 3, she shows up in a scene and then leaves. And then in Yakuza 4, 5, and 6, she's not mentioned ever again. Oh, dude. Lame. Which I think the reason they did that is, like, the guy who wrote the game that she first appeared in, he left the company after the development of that game. And that's when they started phasing her out. Yeah, Japanese companies do that sometimes. Yeah, and another reason that I saw kind of floated around is that is so that fucking fans of the game can be like let can be like more okay with Kiryu dating all the hostess girls. Because apparently the host club is a thing that keeps coming back in Yakuza. Of course, it's Japan. Yeah, it's what they do there. Yeah. So hopefully at some point in this year, uh, there'll be Yak- there'll be the Yakuza three remake. Um, we just lost Alex. Hopefully it's on the temporary. Yep. Here's open. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, there's Yakuza three remaster already out in Japan. Um, given the other release schedules of fucking past Yakuza remakes, um, there should be, that should be making its way over to America. Hopefully by like summer this year, midway through this year. Yeah, we can hear you again, dude. You're back, Alex. Oh, yeah. I I, I didn't know if you said anything. Yeah, no, so, you've been sorry, talking the entire I time. I accidentally, I accidentally hit the kill Discord button again. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have a button dedicated to killing Discord? I don't have I have a button dedicated to killing any frozen processes, but for some reason it seems so it always seems to think Discord is one of them. So if I accidentally misclick it, and sometimes I do because it's right next to Discord. It shuts down Discord. You need to put like a fucking like nuclear DEFCON warning shield over that thing so you can't just click it. Or just move it away from Discord. Just like put it on the other side of the taskbar. Did you do it again? No, no, no. If if I did, you'd you'd be gone. I'm gonna say I, I was just about to do that, but I say I'm gonna then I'm then I risk clicking the button if I try yeah. to move it. I Wait until after the, after the recording's done and then do it. Yeah, so Yakuza Kwame 2. It's good. It's fucking really good. I like Yakuza now. A lot. Honestly, the games sound like they might be something up my alley, and I've been like, I've been like, yeah, they don't look like they might be my speed. But they sound like, I I, I, I like the idea of running a business. <laughs> <sighs> like, if I ever stopped being lazy and, like, actually started thinking of business like a video game... Which is really how it would have to be for me. And I could probably like actually like succeed for a little while. Yeah. 
In Yakuza, in Yakuza 0, you manage real estate. Yeah. I don't think there's any kind of business. I don't think there's any kind of real like business management in Yakuza 1. Oh. I mean, you do that in Fable too, but. No, you don't. Yeah, well, but I mean, Fable fucking sucks do. dick. In Fable, you buy all of the property and then sit there on your uh, pile of gold. That's, That's what you do in Fable. That's in the Fable, best way to win Fable 3. In Fable, are you the fucking best Yakuza to ever live? No, no you're, you're the king. Hero. Then suck nuts. You're the king who says, well, I could either I could either spend all my money fighting off the great demon that's going to kill us in a year, or I could spend it, spend it uh, making my subjects happy. And uh, they'll like me, but then we'll all die in a year. Or Why not both? Just, or, or I could just use the massive pile of money I got from buying all the properties and do both. Exactly. Would you rather do that, or would you rather get caught in a conspiracy where your fucking childhood friend stole 10 billion yen from a corrupt politician? Why not both? With me? Well, he blows it up. Oh well, I'm, that seems kind of a waste. Nah, it was a whole. It was a thing. I didn't want the money. I just wanted to steal it. So you can't have it. <laughs> it, it. It was a symbolic gesture. That is also from Arrow. They're, take, they're taking the writing, writing notes from Arrow. Oh, but oh, anyway, did from, it first. Or it's from Dark Knight. Fucking Batman. The Joker burned all the money as a symbolic gesture. Yeah, because they did it first. Yeah, but he burned his money. Yeah, yeah, because did this back in like the early aughts. How old is this series? It started Very. on the PS2. Oh wow! Yeah, it's an old series. <gasps> Do you know if it's on Steam? Um, yes. Then I might have to look up uh, Get Yakuza Zero on Steam. I yeah, Yakuza Kawami. Yakuza Kawami first. Okay. Yeah, Yakuza Zero is a prequel that takes place tw- that takes place like twenty years before Yakuza One, which is why I was about to say I'm pretty sure that like that's supposed to be the first in chronological order. Yeah, it is, but uh, <laughs> you're just shitting on Zero, or no? I like Zero. It's just you fucking need to you need context, or do you? Yes, like the game, like one of the significant things about that game is the arc of Goro Majima, which won't really have the same resonance with you if you don't know who Goro is. Okay, so I'll get Kiwami first and try that out. Yeah. I know who Goro is. He's the guy from Mortal Kombat with many arms. Okay, if you don't know who Majima is. Oh shit, do I know a Majima character? Because <laughs> I, I was just, I, was, I would love to I, just continue shitting on this by just like referencing. I, say, I, I, I know, I know a Mishima. He's this loser guy that hangs out with the Phantom Thieves and wants to write off their fame. But I guess, yeah, that's, he's not even no. good enough for the Phantom Thieves to steal his heart. <laughs> no, that's so, how I interpreted that mission that he wasn't even worth their time. So, anyway, uh, so Yakuza Zero is on Steam, Yakuza Kiwami is not on Steam yet. It has the then coming as the coming soon tag. Then I'll wait. Anyway, then finally, uh, Octopath Traveler. I started playing that earlier today. I about three hours in, and I kind of love it. It's on my list. Yeah, but so, I have a lot of games to beat. So for those who do not know, Octopath Traveler is a game released by uh, Square Enix. It is a throwback to old school like. Like fucking SNES era Final Fantasy games. 
Oh right, yes. Yeah, in terms of like it is a turn it is turn based uh, RPG. Um, very simple graphics. No, very complex graphics. Like yeah, it's all pixel well, I mean, art. But com- pic- I mean, I mean complex, but it's also like pixels and sprites. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's all pixels and sprites and stuff. But it is pixels and sprites building giant fucking towns with like realistic lighting and fog effects on them to make them look fucking incredible. That's the best thing about this fucking game. It looks goddamn gorgeous. It looks amazing despite having a simple style. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the big thrust of this game is that there are, it is, it is a game following eight different stories. Um, and when I say following eight different stories, I mean, you choose one story and then visit the other seven. So you, this game has uh, a lot of replay value. No, no, no. You choose one character. And that is your main character until like for the rest of the game. That is the character that is always in your party. That is the focus. Yes. Yes. Honest, so to speak. Then after beating chapter one of their story, you then unlock the chapter one of every other character. Then once you beat their chapter one, you unlock their chapter two and so on and so forth. So why isn't it a lot of replayability? It sounds like there's a lot of replayability here. There is not because if you go, because every story is the same, no matter who is your main character. Oh, oh, one of those. That's lame. Yeah. Chapter one of the cleric is the same. If you choose the cleric or the thief. Chapter one of the fighter is the same. If you choose the fighter, the fucking apothecary or the scholar. So That's if you lame. just go, so if you just go through and play through every fucking character story in sequential order, you will get all of their stories. Well, yeah, but that's what I mean. You can play through the game eight times, and that's there's eight. And that's what I'm telling you. You play through the game once, you get all of their stories. Oh, if you play through the game like eight times, really yeah. If you play through the game eight times, you'll be getting the same story. You'll be getting the same eight stories eight times over. Like I, like I just, like I just fucking, so I, so I, so just for reference, I started with the hunter. I beat the hunter's chapter one. Now, now before I get to the hunter's chapter two, I need to go through every other character's chapter one. Which will be the same no matter what order I play them in and no matter what guy I'm playing as. It's just a matter of depending on what you're playing as. That will determine who is your main party guy who will be at the highest level. So there's not really a whole lot of replay value. Like if this was, if this was a thing of like, oh yeah, so your story is like inter, like cross over these different bits and blah, 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 blah. That'd be one thing, but it's not that. It is you choose a character, you play their chapter one. And then you play every other character chapter one as well. And then everyone has, everyone else is chapter two and so on and so forth until you beat the game. Which you kind of have to do because there is a pretty steep incline of recommended level. Like 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 going in beating chapter one of whoever you play as. As I said, it unlocks everyone else's chapter one, and it also unlocks that character's chapter two. And every single one of them has recommended levels to go into them. For everyone else's chapter one, it's like recommended level five. Recommended level for chapter two, 27. 
So you so you kind of are incentivized by the fact that you will get your ass whooped if you just go straight for, for, for like in the path that you're on. You're incentivized to go through everyone else's thing to grind up to the levels that you need. Yeah, I feel you. Which I guess is one way of like having grind without really having grind. But it also kind of undercuts the whole idea of eight unique stories. Yeah, that kind of does. Like I initially thought like along the lines you were thinking of like, all right, yeah, so I'll play through the story of the hunter. And then after I beat that, I think I get to, I get to play the story of the other seven. And like there are nine save slots. So I thought like that's what it would be. I would be like, oh, yeah, this save slots my hunter. This save slots my fucking thief. This save slots my cleric. But then, no, it's just no matter. It doesn't matter who you start the character. It doesn't matter who you start the game as you will go through everyone's story the exact same. Yeah, so far, like I said, I have the hunter and the cleric. Uh, the hunter story, uh, her master, the guy who's teaching her about hunting, uh, he goes off a year ago, like a year before the start of the game, he goes off to go hunt a beast for the Knights Ardent, which is like the fucking order of knights. And then a year later, he sends you a note saying like, hey, help, please. I'm Save dying. Me. And so then you... Until then you head into the woods to so before you get that note, you head into the woods and fight a monster who had shown up in the woods and was now wreaking havoc on the local wildlife. So you put him down to save the forest and then head back. It's like, oh yeah, fuck my fucking my dad's fucking master's gone. You better go save him. And then uh the second person I ended up going to was the cleric. Who her story is she was adopted by the archbishop and his daughter into their family 15 years previous. And as the archbishop is laying down dying, uh, the, do- his, the his biological daughter is supposed to go on a quest to bring the embers of the sacred flame to everyone, to all the fucking different like, churches in the realm. Yay, that sounds like fun. But uh, she doesn't really want to do that because she wants to be with her dad who is dying. So that's fair. Yeah. So the cleric, her adopted sister, without telling anybody, just says, okay, yeah, I, I need to do this. She has done so much for me. She is the reason I am not fucking dead right now. She's really, I didn't fucking kill myself years ago or whatever. I need to do this one thing for her. And yeah, I am currently on the pilgrimage to get other party members and figure out their stories. And I'll get back <coughs> to you when that happens. But so far, I like the game. It is also one of the few games that have random encounters that don't annoy me. Because it is actually a pretty fast transition from from the overworld into the random encounter. The encounters go quick. Um, re- well, relatively quick. And yeah, it's just all it's just all neat. And I like I like I'm liking what they're doing. And my throat really hurts, so we're gonna be wrapping this up soon. Okay, mm, we're dead. What? It's been fucking two weeks since I've talked this much. <laughs> also, he's been talking for like four hours. No, just an hour. Well, I maybe mean, if you ran D and D on Sunday, you'd be more in practice. Mm. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> I also bought a couple of games that I haven't got a chance to play yet because I'm because I'm saving them for other stuff. Uh, Witcher Three, Wild Hunt, I got that. 
and I'm going to be playing through that eventually. I just want to beat some of the other fucking massive RPGs I currently am going through, like Octopath Traveler. And they also got Danganronpa, another another episode, Ultra, Ultra, Ultra Despair Girls. So that way after I beat... Oh, did you, did you finally beat Danganronpa 2? Nope. Oh. Have not played it since the last time I recorded a video for it. Speaking of, that video is now up on the site. I want to talk to you about this game. Dad. I'll fucking get there. God damn it. <coughs> anyway, that's what we're playing then. News-wise, fucking nothing. It's the beginning of the year. Fucking nothing's happened. New releases-wise, though, things are beginning to happen. Ah, uh, yes. So, for this week... Week of fucking January, whatever. 7th, 10th, who gives a shit? Uh, we got Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. Finally. Coming to PC, Once PS4, I... X-Bone, and Switch. Once I have attained Tales of Vesperia, I will now have every Japan exclusive re-release that was denied to me years ago. <laughs> who gives a fuck? I do. You don't understand. And in terms of any kind of like releases any of us would care about, that's kind of it. this week next week though uh episode three of the final season of the walking dead the game that died and came back to life i was about to say that's a thing still yes despite the fact that telltale shut down uh the fucking skybound games the game developing branch of the comic book imprint that makes the walking dead uh they fucking scooped up a, a couple of the fucking developers and are now working with them to finish the game Episode 3 comes out January 15th. Also on January 15th, Ace Combat 7. Because apparently Ace Combat is still a franchise that exists. Yes. Yes, it is. And speaking of a franchise still existing, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the new Travis, the new fucking no, no More Heroes game. Fucking, yeah, god damn it. Travis Touchdown, 251. Fucking grasshopper, motherfuckers. I never thought never thought they'd make another one again. Yeah, neither did I. But they're fucking doing it. And I can't wait. And it's like Kingdom Hearts 3. It was never ever coming, and now it is. Yeah. And I also just read this, like literally right now. But apparently it's a collaborative effort between Suda51 and a bunch of indie developers, including Den Denaton Games, who made Hotline Miami, and Yacht Club Games, which made Shovel Knight. Yeah, Travis Strikes Again is just this weird fucking spin-off thing that is essentially the testing ground to see if people still want No More Heroes 3. So fucking let's, let's go, dog. Probably gonna get in that game late because I have money set aside for other things, but I'll probably end up buying it eventually because fuck yeah. I love No More Heroes. It is so fucking dumb. I love it. But anyway, yeah, that's all that's coming out in the next couple weeks. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Virtual Reality Experience. I fuck off. don't know why anyone would care about that, but why you mention it? it exists. I don't know. <laughs> because there are some hardcore Kingdom Hearts fans who'll get mad at me if I don't mention if it's not mentioned. I mean the actual I mean yeah. the actual game people have really care about comes out the week later, so I don't know why you'd want to play VR experience with Kingdom Hearts, but 
Okay, why did you mention it then? Uh, because people will care if we don't. No, they won't. Yes, they will. For them to care, they'd have to listen to the show first. Depressingly That's true. A good, that's a good point. Like, yeah, we did just hit over 100 followers on fucking SoundCloud, but th- there's not, I feel like, I feel like the Venn diagram of our followers and people into Kingdom Hearts is a very, 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 very slim fucking sliver of crossover. And even a smaller sliver is, and like, even like a non existent sliver is the crossover of people who would actually care enough to comment. All right. To be honest, I just wanted to mention that there was a virtual reality Kingdom Hearts game, so we could all roll our eyes at it. So come uh, inside. Roll my eyes at you, dude. I actually have a friend who's super into Kingdom Hearts. We're actually literally shitting ourselves with glee over the fact that Kingdom Hearts is finally releasing. Is it Korra? Um, well, so am I. But but would no, you want to play I don't, the VR version? I don't think I Korra think so. even. I don't think Korra's ever played Kingdom Hearts, so no. Oh, it's Korra. I never. I don't think I've ever interacted with Korra. But um, he asked you, me. You're hey, kind of, you kind of in text on here. I, I mean, I'm in text occasionally, yeah. But I, I was just like, hey, it's that guy that I don't. Yeah, know. this and is. Like, hey, it's that guy. It's yeah, that other guy that I don't know. Yeah, you joined. You joined him post his leaving of the podcasts. And then he came back. Uh no, he hangs around as reviews editor. Oh, okay. But uh, he was like, hey. You're going to mention that VR experience? And I was like, maybe if I remember it. And then I forgot it until uh, Alex mentioned it. Oh, damn it, Alex. Oh, really? Well, you're, 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 <laughs> welcome, you're welcome, Cora, person I don't really know. Anyway. It wasn't Cora. Okay, it was I literally it? just say that. Is it's it a friend that's not. No, it's not one you know. <laughs> God, why are you so irritating? Is it Jimmy? <laughs> Is it James? <laughs> And uh, start the year as you mean to continue it. This is my last recording. Uh, goodbye. Oh, you said that last year and you came back anyway. Who are you kidding? You can't leave us. You can't leave. Really <laughs> what else could. would you do? With, what else would you do with your afternoons? I'd play Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, why well, play Dragon's Dogma? You can bitch about Dragon's Dogma with some assholes. With but I'm me. not going to bitch about it. I love it. That's going to do it for this week. Thank y'all for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks. Time for the episode of the DestroProds.com video games podcast. In between now and then, though, we got some fucking bullshit. Until then, though, I'm dead. I am Alex. And I am seriously giving consideration to uh, quitting. You'll never leave. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Have a wonderful time. Waiting on that. Yeah, I'm not really feeling it.